Hey there, beautiful. Welcome back to another episode of More Than Hope podcast. Today we're diving into a bit of a replay of Coffee Time with Dana and Wendy. This is a show that we put on every morning, well, weekday mornings at 9 a.m. on Nutritional Solutions by Wendy on Facebook. We talk about all different kinds of things, but basically we have a lot of fun. Sometimes there's some important messages that we get out there to everybody as well, too. All throughout this week, we were talking about diets, but not the bad kinds, not the ones that make you cringe or make you suffer or make you go through things that you don't want to go through. Diet essentially to us means a way of eating, and that's what we're talking about. Hope you can join us. Happy Tuesday. Hello, all. Hello, hello. Top of the day. Top of the day. There it is. There's our notifications. We're live. There. I always forget to turn them off. Annoying little sound. How are you today? Excellent. 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 Although I slept until seven. So it's just been catching up with oh. things. I already did my live this morning in my private group. Oh, and um, it was actually good. I really enjoyed that. Good morning, Alicia. She's always right on the ball with us every she morning. Is good morning. Good morning. So today we are. Well, we're continuing our talk. Yes. Yes. Right? About we're, different kinds of diets. Yesterday, different we kinds talked of diets. About the blood type diet. We certainly come to a conclusion that there is some really good potential and uh, good things with regards to it. Um, if you understand what your um, blood type is, and then you're able to shift dramatically. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can't shift. I mean, especially as we're going into our older years, we've got some hard and fast dietary likes and dislikes. And to really go from, say, if you're a really a big meat eater and your blood type is, is it A? No, I think it's A um, or AB. And, and then you end up having to go towards a more tofu and plant-based diet. It can be quite a shift. Um, which is very stressful on the body. So um, just take everything with a little bit of, you know, you work gradually towards things. Um, I'm not a big advocate for I trying to do things really, really fastly because that just stresses the body. Um, it stresses and, they, and the body doesn't understand. And then we go into inflammation and uh, all these other mm -hmm. things that the body's just, you know, and we're trying to avoid by actually eating properly. So. It's like um, it's like we used to refer to at the nursing home of you know the, our elders that would smoke, and you know the whole controversy about well they should stop smoking. It's like well they're 70, 80, 90 years old. Do you want to go put them through the stress of trying to quit smoking right now? I mean it's harsher on the body at that point, <laughs> unfortunately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I believe today we were. We're talking paleo diet, yeah. which I think is fantastic because it kind of really falls into line with eating whole, real yeah. food, right? And so as much as the keto was a, a little more protein heavy, perhaps, and keto does have that fat heavy portion to things, um, and eating natural fats and, and all that kind of stuff, paleo keeps it to as 
as uh, as simple as possible as eating whole food. It's just simple. Yep. It, I think basically it's it's centered around the premise of uh, what perhaps our ancestors ate, who were essentially hunter-gatherers before the farming revolution took over. So you're talking way, way back in yeah. the day because we've been we've been um, domesticated and uh, farming for thousands time, of years. Yeah. Um, so what did they do before they started farming and working the land? Well, they gathered. gathered. Yep. whatever they could find and then they hunted their food so this is essentially what you're going to be looking at within mm -hmm. this way of eating so i mean the paleo is is sort of that really associated with health benefits such as bettering uh, blood sugar levels and reducing inflammation and when we're looking at the different types of paleo of course we're looking at that sort of regular paleo the autoimmune paleo the 80 20 rule which we all love that 80-20. Uh, and there's Pegan as well. The Pegan is sort of that new uh, um, Mark Hyman kind of twist to paleo. Um, Pegan and the primal diet. And primal is the strictest, I do believe, right? Um, but it does allow uh, for legumes and fermented soy products. So that's sort of interesting. So, oh. yeah. So when you're looking at the different versions, so we're, I'm just sort of, you know, we've, we've done some research with uh, the Healthline and some uh, Josh Axe and, and uh, through our own nutrition books, but we're trying keeping it as simple as possible for everybody. A standard paleo diet follows the rules of the, of, um, Grains, legumes, processed foods are a no-go, right? They're off the table. And instead, we're looking at whole foods like fruits, vegetables, meats, nuts, and seeds. That's your standard paleo. Fruit, mm -hmm. vegetables, meats, nuts, and seeds. Sounds pretty simple, but we are yeah. so used to ultra-processed food or processed food, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. And, and then you want to think about it. There's only going to be a little bit of dairy on this as well, too. So um, some versions actually have full fat dairy within their mm -hmm. uh, pro um, programs uh, like butter and cheese. But cheese, again, you got to think of how cheese is made. Are you taking a cow, which is obviously going to be domesticated unless you're running through the fields, chasing this thing down to milk it. Um, and then, you know, putting it through a process to become cheese. Yeah, and so, too. I mean, you're looking at the most, you can make your own cheese. Grab, grab yeah, organic, yeah. grab organic milk, mm -hmm. um, full fat, make your own soft cheeses. You can also mm -hmm. just age it to harden. Um, mm -hmm. And that's as simple as it gets. Other than that, the other cheeses do have lots of other preservatives, lots mm -hmm. of other additives and things like that. So, anyways, yeah. the autoimmune, which I find very interesting. The AIP, yeah. The AIP um, is cutting out the foods that trigger the inflammation. So, and then slowly reinducing. So, it has that sort of elimination diet sort of process. So, again, it removes, probably removes those grains and legumes that we often use. So, uh, and this kind of, you know, it's funny how you're looking at things. When you're looking to balance hormones, you're adding all of those lentils, right? You have so much of that added. And now if you're looking at paleo or an autoimmune, it's it's out. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, right? Yeah. Um, but again, this is sort of a, the AIP, which is a, often you always wonder, oh, you see lots, you see it lots. Like this is something we just, yeah, it's a big one, yeah. we see it lots. And again, this is for autoimmune disorders like rheumatoid, lupus, which I believe are all inflammation derived. Yes. 
autoimmune issues, yep. just saying. Um, <laughs> The 80-20 paleo, um, if you can't imagine giving up grains altogether, which is difficult, right? Especially if you're sort of looking at uh, increasing and keeping that fiber or you're using legumes as part of that filler protein mentality. Um, this is sort of that 80-20. So it involves that sort of 80% paleo all the time. And then you can put your non-paleo things like grains and legumes in that 20% portion. So most people would probably tend to be a bit that way, giving themselves a bit of that 20% pleasure sort of idea. Well, not only that, though, too, because I mean, if you happen to be a certain blood type, and you don't like to eat as much meat, yeah. uh, this can really fall into that category as well, too, because then you are looking at um, trying to get your protein from a different source and beans and legumes are very much a big source of fiber. Uh, sorry, fiber, yes, but protein as well, too. So you're looking towards um, supplementing your protein um, and making sure that you're getting that in. Now, eggs are part of um, that protein or part of the, the paleo diet because, I mean, it's nothing to just run up and get some eggs from a chicken. They don't have to be domesticated. They don't have to be farmed. Um, I'm going back to the, the original you know, reasons why uh, this diet is around. But um, yeah, so eggs, and it wouldn't have been just even just chickens, it could have been any kind of eggs back in the day. But so eggs are on the diet. So this is part of that protein mm -hmm. component of it as well, too. So that's really kind of cool. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the fruits and vegetables, the whole foods, and this is something that Dana and I really promote quite heavily on any eating plan. I don't like to use the word diet, but I mean, it's an eating plan and or a way of eating for life. And when we're incorporating all kinds of fruits and vegetables, we're getting the the, the sugars we need, we're getting the um, protein, there is lots of protein in fruits and vegetables, but also lots of um, healthy fats, as well as all the uh, macronutrients that we need and micronutrients, the, the minerals, um, what else was oh fiber it was the big one i was thinking mm -hmm. of and you know water component as well too you're getting lots and lots and lots with the meats obviously you're going to be getting um uh your uh, your b12s uh that you would have needed but if you're gathering your fruits and vegetables off the ground you're probably getting a lot of your b12 at that point too but again it's a lot of that lean meats that they're probably gathering um and, and you know if you can get organic lean meats um, and even wild meats, this is going to be the preferred um, meat uh, on this type of diet as well, too. And um, and then just, you know, making sure that it's not smothered with butter or uh, seasonings or breaded or all these other things, because that mm -hmm. just kind of takes away from the whole prospect of it. Uh, no barbecue sauce. <laughs> um, all these other things that are processed. And we add a lot to our meats, gravies for all of my um, French friends, including my husband, who mm -hmm. might be listening. <laughs> he loves his meat just like in a, you know, a pile of gravy. But, um, and then of course our nuts and seeds. And these are just the things that we get from um, flowers and, and trees and uh, different things like that as well too. So um, that is basically, I mean, this type of diet really does promote health, uh, healthy weight loss as well too, because 
we're looking at again re, uh, swapping out those processed foods and those refined sugars and um, the nutrient for uh, nutrient rich proteins like I said and then nutrient dense foods as a result as well too um, again getting those healthy fats and everything else in that as well too again a protein that's going to be high in diet that is um, important for satiating um, our body. So keeping us full a lot longer as well too. And just keeping um, vital organs and tissues and muscles um, from um, depleting. We're always gonna be rebuilding them as well too. And helping with our blood sugars and uh, transporting oxygen. So because iron is what you're gonna get a lot of in your meat um, helps to transport oxygen as well too. And you talked about the um, inflammation reduction. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I was just reading that as well. Mm -hmm. the, when you're looking at, uh, you know, of course, we know inflammation is that normal healing process of the body uh, when we want to correct something like foreign invaders, but that's the prolonged or, or injury, right? Mm -hmm. Um when it's prolonged or chronic, we see the we see the transformation in the body that changes thermally, and um, it's just sort of just correcting that so the body can be as efficient as it can be. But of course, we know that many of their diseases is roots, you know, like cancer, heart disease, diabetes, rheumatoid, um, all these things sort of, uh, I believe, come from. Um, an imbalance with inflammation or that chronicness of things. So, of course, eating high sources of anti-inflammatory foods, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, um, of course, help uh, reduce inflammation in the body, but also help to promote this elimination. And of course, you and I talk about how the minerals, vitamins and minerals, antioxidants, these, these even phytoestrogens, that all come from plant base is so vitally important for the body, you know, it's, it's a, it's a no brainer. You want to increase your bowel movements. You want to get the best that you can for your body. That's why it's so important to grow at home or, or grow in your house with the mm -hmm. uh, aerial hydroponics and, um, or the, I always say tower garden. Tower is garden that, yes. Yes. And the tower garden. yes. And, uh, and so being able to provide this year round and of course, um, we know that the uh, all nuts and seeds are high in that anti-inflammatory omega-3. Yes. Yeah. So very important for many, many things. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. we've, mm -hmm. we've talked about that ad nauseum. Um, just for keeping things, um, at, you know, because we're going back to that anti-inflammatory anti situation, omega-3s are so very important in, in, for that aspect as well, too. Um, they say mm -hmm. that, you know, because everybody is human, that, um, everybody kind of has indulgences every once in a while too. So, um, when they talk about indulgences with this, they look towards perhaps a little bit of wine, a little bit of chocolate, but there's always going to be some, especially now in 2021, there's incredible resources that you can actually get some really high quality, good red wine that is very high in antioxidants and you can get organic, you can get, um, you know, and, and these wines really do have a lot of beneficial nutrients. And then of course, with your dark chocolate. So for my chocolate lovers out there, it doesn't mean that you don't have to have it, but a nice treat every once in a while, and just one of those little squares of 70% or higher cocoa, um, 
dairy-free chocolates are amazing for so many things, including your antioxidants. And it's just one of those nice things that you feel like you're indulging in and really treating yourself quite well. Um, I love my chocolate, uh, and, but you know, to be honest with you, I haven't had any for a long time. But I love chocolate, and when I do indulge in a little bit of chocolate, I do get the premium chocolate. I go out of my way to spend a little bit extra money for some really quality chocolate, just because I only have it every once in a while, and it is an indulgence for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm worth it. <laughs> so <laughs> no, absolutely, and that's a, that's of course that that's the, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's interesting that you looks at. Um, they they talk about this satiety um, when it comes to the paleo, which you know we didn't we didn't hear about or we don't think about in the other portions when you're looking at different eating plans. But when you look at that, of course you're you're talking about that heart healthy fat and the proteins to your diet, and that is sort of that fulfillment that happens when um, you, then you don't hunger for things after. But I have to say that if you chewed your food, you know, pay attention, chew twenty times. By that time, it's not even, it's almost completely digested yeah, in the mouth. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that then gives you energy and vitality, and then your stomach honestly doesn't have to focus and put all the energy into digesting. So if yeah. you actually chewed your food like you were supposed to, um, then that also gives you that satiety as well. Uh, but these fats digest slower, keeps your stomach feeling fuller. Um, the uh, It's interesting, the ghrelin uh, is a. Um, High-protein diets can reduce levels of ghrelin, which is a hunger hormone, yeah. and it helps us reduce our appetites. So yeah. it certainly uh, it enables that. But, of course, pausing and reflecting, having prayer and deep breath before you eat, mm -hmm. no matter what plan you're eating, um, allows the body to get out of that fight-or-flight mode, gets us into rest and digest. If we sat and chewed our food, um, no matter what eating plan, um, you will actually absorb better nutrients. Yeah. Your body will actually enjoy eating. You release stress, and, and it's so important. And, and and I love how even the when you're eating this high density of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, you're correcting a lot of nutritional deficiencies oh, you wow. created in your life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very um, and especially when it comes down to hormones and different things like that. Because we're talking about going back to the ghrelin. Mm -hmm situation uh i know that this is something that probably comes up a lot in your practice as well too because it is a hormone um but even in mine when we look at metabolic dysfunction and insulin resistance and pre-diabetes and diabetes and stuff we are looking at potentially um you know the early stages of uh, grenoline dysfunction where it isn't working anymore because um, of the shift in hormones and the shift in like the insulin and everything else. And when that doesn't work anymore, our bodies don't know when it's hung when it's hungry and it doesn't know when it's full. Mm -hmm. And it's, when you look at, you know, people that eat and eat and eat um, and, and don't feel that fullness, uh, this is a dysfunction in that ghrelin and this is something that really should be addressed before it reaches to a point where we're obese or we're, um, you know, looking at really some scary health issues as a result as well too. And, you know, and just by bringing ourselves through um, a diet or an eating plan like this, 
it can really reverse that kind of situation as well too. Um, you know, uh, bringing insulin back into order, allowing your ghrelin and your uh, leptin to really fall into place and do the jobs that they're supposed to be doing and allowing for that feeling of hunger after 20 minutes and knowing when to stop and feeling a hunger in your body, a physical hunger as opposed to an emotional hunger, which is another thing that I talk about a lot with my clients because of that um, emotional concept of um, uh, our need for food to fill a void of love, you know, that kind of situation as well too. So it, it really connects um, a lot for both of us uh, with regards to um, the how we address our clients and how we talk to them about the different types of eating plans that um, would be very beneficial. Can you hear my dogs? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let's see here. What, what time are we at? I was going to say that the um, it's interesting. So just to kind of review what exactly the paleo is, and we can get talking about all sorts of crazy stuff. But So the foods to avoid, 101, paleo, is sugar, high fructose, corn syrup. Right, so soft drinks, fruit drinks, table sugar, candy, pastries, ice creams, you know, uh, grains such as breads, pastas, wheat, spelt, rye, and barley, legumes such as beans, lentils. Right, again, you can add the beans and lentils honestly into that 80 20 rule. Dairy, most dairies, especially low fat. If you choose to add a full fat, you can do the full fat heavy cream or organic butter or make your own butter uh, and you make your own cheeses but cheeses as well some veg avoid some vegetable oils so no soybean sunflower cottonseed corn grapeseed safflower those types of uh, oils vegetable oils avoid trans fats margarines processed foods hydronated right avoid artificial sweeteners and I would even have to say if you don't need to have monk fruit or stevia then don't yeah yeah there just, is switches that brain still yeah when and and we get away from having to have something that sweet when we have those artificial sweeteners in there our our, the, our brain really connects with that and um in actual fact it thinks it's sugar and you can have a raise in blood sugar levels as well too yeah yeah, yeah. uh thinking it's that you're little... just saving yourself or whatever so try to get away like wean yourself down from having things that are really really sweet even too much honey and too much maple syrup is still detrimental to your health. Well, like yeah. even too much water is detrimental to your health. Yeah, yeah too so, much of anything. <laughs> too much of anything, right? It's the it's the it's not the it's the quantity that is the poison. Yeah. So I, foods go go ahead, Wendy. No, I was just gonna say, and it, it goes back to that quality situation where you love chocolate. You don't have to deny yourself the chocolate. Just get some really good quality chocolate. Yep. Or always get the best wine or something. Yeah. Mark Mark uh, David, who is the uh, mm -hmm. founder of the Eating Psychology Institute, and he's a, a big speaker uh, as well. You can find him as well. And his is always it's the it's the dose that is the poison, yeah. right? And he also is if you're going to eat something, you make sure that it is the best that it is going to be the best mm -hmm. that you can find, and and sit and savor it. Don't deny yourself. Sit, savor, enjoy, make it the best. Like if you if you're going to have a hamburger, make it the best damn hamburger that you've ever had. Mm -hmm. um, but it's sort of that. So you know when you're eating food on paleo. So there's just summarize it right. Mm -hmm. It's of course beef, lamb, chicken, turkey, 
pork and other meats, grass-fed if possible. Um, fish and seafood, of course, the salmon, trout, haddock, shrimp, shellfish, everything you can. But of course, then, the wild caught is always better. And honestly, just go fishing. Yeah. Get well, we can in here in Northern Ontario, for sure. We're <laughs> surrounded yeah. by lakes everywhere. I don't think the season opens up till May, but oh, certainly... We're already taking trout out. And oh, the are they? For sure, we're running. Oh, no, the smells, it's right. Yeah. Um, eggs, of course, free-range, pasteurized, omega-3 uh, omega enriched eggs. Are, are important and if you're going to do that that's that's really great i always watch for the ones that are on sale at shoppers do you know how they make omega omega uh, you feed them flaxseed yeah isn't yeah. that cool mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know um, so, little i'm active. Yeah. <laughs> eggs come from chickens chickens come from a farm yes some people don't Beef comes from a farm, comes from a cow. Sometimes you have to remind people, oh, you mean eggs come from chickens? What? What are you even talking about? Who are you? Go away. The, uh, <laughs> no, this is important. Like, some kids like, don't realize where parents kids come don't from. Realize. I know the parents don't tell them. Yeah. Curse those parents. The, uh, I guess, a full source, organic, homegrown, whatever you can do, or washed really well, vegetables, Fruits, of course, of any and all kinds. Uh, tubers, such as potatoes, sweet potatoes, yams, turnips, all of that great goodness. Yep. Nuts and seeds, of course, right? We can't, we, nuts and seeds have been our theme for the last two months. So, yeah, I just want to say um, don't uh, dismiss white potatoes. Yeah, sometimes they're not white potatoes. Yeah. It's the stuff that you're putting on them that is the issue, as opposed to, I wouldn't have tons and tons of potatoes, but uh, because again, if you're cutting everything else out, then yeah, lots of potatoes is good. But uh, you want to, any starchy vegetable is going to turn to uh, sugar in the body, but it's used with, in conjunction with everything else that's going on in that potato itself. Um, uh, but again, it's going to be devoid of cheese. It's going to be devoid of butter. And so I'm just thinking you're going, oh yeah, potatoes baked and cut them in half and some steamed broccoli with some, uh, I would say, cheese sauce because it depends on what paleo you're doing. You can actually do a great little paleo stuffed potato, even with crumbled bacon on the top. Oh, yes. But you would say cashew. I don't think pork's on your list, though, is it? Yep, pork's there. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yep, yep. pork is pork can be, it depends on your, bake. bacon is cured. <laughs> cured. Bacon is paleo. All right, I'll give you that one. I would love for you to argue with most paleo people oh i know no 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 who then argue, argue if bacon's not allowed of course <laughs> keto exactly then <laughs> them's fighting words if you can't have bacon oh no but, yeah but there is a lot of pro it's right there is a lot of processed things to bacon so if you can get naturally smoked bacon or just go buy yourself a damn smoker it's gonna come in handy make yeah. your own bacon i know many people who do that as well um and again, when you're looking at healthy fats and oils, extra virgin olive oil, the coconut oils, avocado oils, so many uh, great goodness with that. And of course, an array of salts and an array of peppers, an array of spices, because you can get your gray salts, you can get your pink salts, there's all sorts of different salts that you can get. Mm -hmm. I actually have taken my grinder, my pepper grinder, and I've actually added in Himalayan salt, uh, all kinds of peppers. I've added in dehydrated, uh, freeze-dried garlic, um, 
all into my pepper grinder. So you can do that with any spices as well and build a little melange and you can put that in there and have some wonderful. Such a great idea. I know. Thanks. I don't know why I ever thought of that. I have my brilliant moments. My girlfriend just said she was scrolling by and she heard potatoes. <laughs> she had to, so she's listening. Hi, Loretta. <laughs> These are key words that everybody's yeah. like, oh, potatoes. potatoes, potatoes. But no, potatoes are, are Potatoes good. are amazing. Them. Yep. And when you talk about putting them like that, uh, you know, with a baked potato, with your steamed broccoli or, you know, a little bit of anything. Oh, my gosh. Or whatever. I'm sure you could probably just put shredded shredded cheese on it as opposed to um something fancy yeah doing a beautiful maybe i'll make that for some i don't know if i, I have potatoes i need to use up so maybe some potatoes with some sauteed onions and peppers and vegetables put it on top and that then uh put some cheese roasted brown like grill it i mean broil it a little bit and then are you ready a fried mm -hmm. egg on top a fried oh, yeah. egg on top Okay, yeah, that actually that, that falls right into the paleo um, department, doesn't it? I know, it's amazing. Rather yeah, than throwing, that's what we usually good. have with, um, if I don't have hollandaise sauce and I, I'm craving something like that, I'll do toast with, um, and I actually just posted a recipe with flaxseed and baking soda. That's it. Baking soda? What For what? Well, for making bread. It was Last like just a nut bread. Soda. Actually, you can just make nut bread. Nut breads, actually, even like the Nordic loaf, if you've ever looked up a Nordic loaf, I can't commit that amount of seed to one thing. It's like making meatloaf. I cannot commit that amount of beef to one thing. It just like, it's the thriftiness in me I can't do. But um, interesting, when you're looking at that, that, that then falls into a paleo diet as well, mm -hmm. like the Nordic loaves, or if you're just using a keto sort yeah, of but loaf. Isn't baking not part of it? If you're using egg and and um, or baked products, does that not fall into the baked products? Well, the baked products are the things that you would um, buy. You're talking buy. about. Okay, you, so you can make your own stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can make your own stuff, but you're not using process. Like you're not using white sugar. You're not using like. Of course, you can use. You may in some cases, and I don't know. It depends how hard you want to get on things. Well, that's if it. You're too, making yeah. a nut bread. Mm -hmm. Right, or if you're making a flaxseed bread, then you're just using the smidgest amount of baking soda. True. But you don't even need to do that. You can just use egg. True, true. Right, so yeah. Um, yeah, if you it, baking it, soda, I guess you're making it vegan. Yeah. Right, you're making yeah. it vegan. So um, it's just interesting how you sort of look at things and where, if you need that toast portion to things, then there are ways to get around it. Even making. Um, it would be gluten free too, then, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you never looked up Nordic bread? Look up Nordic no, bread. I'm, I'm, not touching, I'm not touching my computer because you know it'll freeze. So, <laughs> again, um, actually, you know what? You know, uh, Wendy's been going through the April cleaning list. I'm not sure if cleaning out your spice uh, drawer is is on there but that's certainly something you should do every six months because uh, salts and spices do expire and it's always good to uh, recognize what the heck you had in the first place or that you keep forgetting like someone I know uh, that that she has uh, turmeric in her cupboard and she ends up having like six seven containers of turmeric <laughs> she knows who she is so it was funny she even messages my husband and saying, hey, I've used up all my turmeric, mama. <laughs> <laughs> because
because that's what he would do. He would be like, I'm bored. I need to do something. He would end up cleaning out the cupboards. So, but um, yeah, go through your cupboards. Make sure you have all these things. And there are lots of really good uh, ways to do it yourself spice mixes, right? A good run yeah. to the bulk barn, pick up a little bit of each. You could make your own. Uh, Cajun spice, then you don't have to worry about all the MSG and fillers. No, and that's a big thing too, because I've been really looking at a lot of the, the spices and looking for MSG and, and stuff like that. Um, Loretta put that she likes dried red onion, and this is one of the things that you can also put into um, yeah. these things. And again, getting them from the bulk barn, you're obviously going to be getting, um, and hopefully there, there isn't like a coating or uh, something on them as well. Too. So you yeah, can really so even that. when you're looking at gluten, this is an issue we run in with Jaden all the time because she is so overreactive lately and of course she doesn't listen to her mama so the um does. yeah so she is super reactive we have to be sure that it says gluten-free but even when it says gluten-free or celiac approved like most of the clubhouse spices are actually celiac approved now oh, um they still have this sort of there's still natural flavor in there there's still this like ah, portion at the end this catch-all word yeah um so it's really good to uh, keep an eye, understand, and recognize where you can do your natural. So even growing your own herbs and dehydrating oh. them with your dehydrator. There you go. Um, and the even freeze-dried, like the red onions freeze-dried, I grab mm -hmm. those, I grab the ginger, and I grab the garlic. Yeah. I did then, another reason to get another appliance. For yeah, yeah, another reason for a big appliance. Yeah. <laughs> another dehydrator. I, I, I think we talked yeah. about this on dehydrator. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have. But I have a small dehydrator. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think if I if I if I lived on a farm, I think the the freeze dryer would be something oh. a really good investment because you're looking then to make things shelf stable, not um to throw in your freezer. Right? And then if you run out of power, then you your freezer's ruined. So it's that sort of aspect of understanding how that works. Freeze dryer. I the haven't even. Dryer. Is there? There's a. You can buy that, like from Canadian Tire. I haven't seen one of those. That's why I'm curious. No, it's not Canadian Tire. No. Oh. Go on like order it. They're about five hundred dollars. Oh, big time. Okay. No, that's very cool, little, and it's good. Yeah. I mean, and especially for people that are doing sort of the home gardening situation, uh, we're coming into that season now. I know I've seen people actually in Southern Ontario that they're planting already. They're planting their strawberries. They're oh planting things out in the yard already. So we are um, so ahead of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is very so. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, from all my friends that do uh, indoor gardening, too, with the tower garden and whatnot, we have a <laughs> an overabundance of herbs and, and vegetables and things like that, too, which is you, you don't want to waste it. You put all this money and effort into work, um, you know, growing the seeds and watering it. And, you know, for a reason, if you can't keep up with the amount of kale that you actually <laughs> grew, uh, you, you want to. Um, if I can say something, you need to add a zero to the end of that 500. Oh, Let's really? They're that yeah. expensive. Right? They're that expensive. So okay. there's a there's a company here, Good to Go, and I think Thrive actually is another company that does. Uh, as I remember, my friend Samantha actually uh, kind of had this company that she worked with to have that freeze dried food. So mm -hmm. if you go to Good to Go. Co, good to go co dot ca um they actually oh you froze up
have and go who when the whole COVID thing started really looks amazing Mm -hmm. so when you're looking at um you wanted to be off-grid you wanted to be self-sufficient you didn't want to panic and be in lineups at, at walmart or you know be fighting with people over toilet paper um people actually went and started to do food storage and gardening and really dig into solar and be more self-sufficient. So when you're looking at food and water, you can get emergency essentials so that you have them, right? Uh, And then again, that's all that freeze-dried stuff. You can order Mm freeze-dried on Amazon like crazy. But it's kind of being prepared and these are sort of things that I've sort of taken into consideration even at camp. What Mm -hmm. can I keep at camp? And they may not be healthy, right? But those Norris packages or the instant noodles or those types of things are essential if we're stuck yeah. there. If, right? Yeah, exactly. If you're stuck there. and, and we're stuck there. Really, yeah. So the dry goods are always good to keep in, in storage mm-hmm. and, and those types of things. But even on this site, you can grab your heirloom seeds if they have any left. Because I know we are talking about seeds and gardening mm-hmm. and you can't go in and just do the non-essential. Seeds may not be part of that non-essential and most companies may be actually uh, out of, out so yeah, this might be a good site to sort of look it. at those things. Yeah. So there's all sorts of different things. And this is how you sort of have to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Dehydrated food is is not just for camping, but it might be for things that you sort of keep in stock. And this is how you have to think. If you're gardening, you've got all this extra things, then that's where you want to do dehydrated onions and corn and mushrooms and vegetables. And you can buy all the vegetables, at the end of the day, at uh, the grocery stores, all the like the day olds or the out uh, of the yeah the day olds yeah. stuff really you can really cheap you can mm-hmm. do your potatoes you can do um, you know make fruit leather mm-hmm. with the really ripe fruit and uh, maybe not with the avocados there's always lots of avocados and I'm uh, they're mm-hmm. always really ripe so uh, whether you're baking pudding or uh, those types of things or baking breads with avocados and that may be you can actually take avocado mush them up if you think that they're going to go bad or whatever because there's like that are you ready are you ready are you ready I'm ready and then I'm not yeah <laughs> it's just like boom it's a short you can, uh, you can mush them up and freeze them in an ice cube tray and then just throw them into your smoothies and stuff even the ripe ones. You're so smart, Wendy. Like I do have cut avocado frozen, um, mm-hmm. and I do have um, my 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 pucks. I made mm-hmm. a lot of pucks. Your pucks yeah. I made so many. I'm I'm still not through them all. That may just say I'm not having enough smoothies. But um, definitely think about the things that you're purchasing and when you purchase stuff and mm-hmm. the longevity because that the those those mixed greens and the fresh spinaches turn like that. Turn oh, yeah. on a dime. Yeah. And if you're not eating them every day, so. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for oh, us today. Yeah. Going from paleo to freeze dryers. <laughs> that's how we, we roll. roll. That's how we roll. But it's a great way to get rid of things and use up your things and buy food and think about the shortages or the expense coming this summer. Um, mm. Growing your own and getting your your beds prepared for that as well. Yeah. Um, being sure that you order perhaps home delivery of your soil which is probably already sold out here in Sudbury. It's hard to say. I mean, technically we're not really supposed to be putting anything in the ground till May 2-4. So it's, um, we still have, and we should be opening up at the beginning of May. Fingers crossed. So 
you know, that was still going to give us that a little bit of time for people that need or want to buy plants. My husband buys his plants, his tomato plants, his, um, and potatoes we can put in beginning of May, not a problem. I have potatoes that are all starting to sprout now. I was thinking that very same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to actually try and grow them this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get to watch some potatoes uh, that you buy have uh, been sprayed or whatever, so they don't germinate. Well, they're also modified, modified. to not germinate. Yeah. Yeah. Genetically modified. Genetically. That's why the cucumbers <laughs> oh. may not, or the tomatoes that you purchase. And, you or know, saving them. Yeah. Hmm? yeah celery too. So a lot of people try to take celery when they cut off the end. And then actually you can take the end of celery and put it in your, um, one that you've grown on your own probably, but maybe store ones too that you can, if you buy organic and put them in your, um, uh, uh, tower garden and they'll, they'll sprout again. You'll have more celery. The, um, we do that with onions. Yes. We onions. Yes. Snip off the, off the bottoms and put mm -hmm. that in water. We've actually had two greens out of it already. So nice. Nice. Yeah. It's interesting. It's always just to be thrifty about things and to understand yeah. and if you have the space and the time yeah. to do so. So, yeah. And that's one of the good things about the tower garden for the people that can't go out and, and do gardening outside. And especially for the accessibility for our, our, a lot of our elders or people that can't, you know, bend down or whatever. The tower garden is amazing for um, just inside the home. Cause I mean, it only takes up a, a, three by three square space in your home and because it's vertical obviously it's going up and not across the ground but yeah it's it's really low maintenance and something that i'm looking forward to so much mm -hmm. <laughs> anyways mm -hmm. enough of that we will talk tomorrow we'll uh connect with you guys about what we're going to be talking about tomorrow later all on. right have a great day everybody So what did you think of that episode? Dana and I can be a little silly sometimes, but I mean, hey, we're real. And that's basically what we do when we get together for coffee. We sit around and we talk shop. And before COVID and everything closed down, this is what we did regularly. So we thought we'd share it with everybody. And we just basically have continued doing the same thing. Sometimes we have some really cool things to say. Sometimes we just laugh. But it's all good. It's all part of the passion that we have for nutrition and just, you know, living life to the best and offering some nuggets of information for people that want to hear it. I hope you want to hear it. I hope you were encouraged. I hope you were enticed to look a little bit deeper into the way that you eat, a different variation of the way you eat, and with a different understanding that not one way of eating is made right for everybody. Yeah, there's fad diets out there, but not everything is for everybody. And you just have to really understand your body and learn what it wants and hopefully it coincides quite nicely with your lifestyle and your ultimate goals and these are all very very important to the overall holistic way of living if you really really like this episode 
I'd love if you would head over to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. You can like and comment and just let me know what it is that you liked about it or what you didn't like about it or just wanted to say hi because it's all good. By knowing what's going on in your head, I can actually give you a little bit more of what's going on in my head. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to educate and to maybe provide a few smiles along the way. If you missed any episodes, you can definitely find the podcast in pretty much any streaming platform that you like. I also have a lot of our coffee times on our YouTube channel, Nutritional Solutions by Wendy. And if you want to catch us live doing the coffee time, we are every morning, well, weekday mornings, 9 a.m. on our Facebook page, Nutritional Solutions by Wendy. I would just love for you to join us. And if you can't, there's always the replay. Have a wonderful day, my friends. And we'll talk soon.